Det här är ett poddradioprogram från Radio AF. Hitta alla våra program på radioaf.se. Someone will remember us, I say, even in another time. Hi and welcome to Someone Will Remember Us, I Say, Even Another Time. I'm Edmund Falby and in this podcast I talk about LGBTQ history, the tragedies and the victories, the sad fates of our predecessors and the inspiring stories of our icons and heroes. This is the third episode and we will be talking about the Swedish monarch Christina I. I'm sorry for the long break between this episode and the last. Um, without getting too personal, uh, which I have a tendency to do, uh, I've been at the hospital for a while and now I'm back home and fingers crossed I will actually start releasing these episodes every second week as planned. Uh, but honestly, we'll we'll have to see. Please don't be disappointed in me. Um, and I also want to make clear before starting what words I would use when talking about Christina. I'll be using the pronoun they when talking about them. I'm sure this will raise some eyebrows uh, when talking about them in school. We would always be using the pronoun she and I do know that was the pronoun they were themselves called uh, and that was the pronoun they themselves used during their lifetime. Uh, most of my source material used she. One might argue that she is the most correct pronoun to use. Um, I would argue that they would not have used the pronoun she if they had had any alternative and that they were in fact very uncomfortable with the pronoun she. But they were a highly public figure in 17th century Sweden, so it isn't like they had any options. So I'm going with they. Uh, you can make case for calling them he as well. Uh, I do personally think that they, if they lived today, they would have used uh, he as pronoun. Um, and like identified as trans man and chosen to go through the same lengthy process that I'm currently going through to get testosterone and surgeries. Um, they often talked about how they felt like a man and were unhappy with not being regarded as a man fully. Uh, however, I recognize that I'm not unbiased in this. Uh, I'm very biased in fact. So I figure that instead of pushing my own interpretation of their gender identity, I will use they. Uh, they is a good gender neutral pronoun and hopefully the pronoun that will upset as few listeners as possible and hopefully not the spirit of Christina, which is more important. I know I will still manage to upset a good few of you and I'm really sorry, but this is a tricky one. All that being said, I will still call them queen because yes, that is a gender term, but... I mean, that was their legal official title. That was their job description. Um, so they, they did quite clearly distance themselves from the title and the royal queen, seeing as they abdicated. Uh, spoiler alert. But for a part of their life, queen was their actual title and job description. So I chose to see it somewhat more like other professional titles that are gendered by tradition, uh, but not always used in that manner nowadays, such as nurse. Um... I also got very angry doing a lot of my research because unfortunately Christina is often dismissed as a failed monarch uh, and yes they abdicated but 
I believe that had more to do with the society they lived in and the standards they were forced to conform to and less with their competence as queen. So by calling them by their title queen, I want to emphasize um, However, I also want to point out that while you can say a lot of things about the monarchy and about what Swedish society looked like at this point in history and all of the atrocities committed by the Swedish state and in Christina's name uh, while they were queen, uh, that's another topic altogether. Today I will give you an introduction to their personal life um, and if you want to go more in depth you can use some search engine of your own choice. I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not condoning Christina and what was done in their name. Uh, but yeah, to sum up, I will call them queen. Uh, I won't discuss their role as queen critically. Now we're finally done with this lengthy disclaimer bitch. Uh, it's super long, I'm sorry. And we can finally get into the life of Christina. Uh, so Christina was born on the 8th of December 1626 in the castle Trecono. They were the only child of King Gustavus Adolphus and his wife Maria Eleanor. Gustavus Adolphus led Sweden to military supremacy during the Thirty Years' War. Uh, what you need to know about the Thirty Years' War and Swedish politics to understand Christina's life is that it was one of the deadliest wars fought in European history and that it was a largely religiously motivated war. Gustavus Adolphus in Sweden fought for Protestantism and against Catholicism. And uh, this turned out to be very important for Christina on a personal level. However, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Christina was born on the 8th of December, 1626, as the first-born royal child. Maria Lenora had earlier had a few miscarriages, uh, as well as a daughter who died in her infancy. Christina was thus highly anticipated. Uh, they were born with a call, Siegehuva uh, in Swedish. And because of this and the fact that they were very hairy and had a deep voice, the midwives actually called out that a prince had been born. They later discovered, uh, and I'm putting discovered in air quotes, that Christina was a girl. Uh, it's possible, but not probable, that they were intersex. Uh, the expectations and hopes that they would be a boy were just really high. And this means that if Christina was trans, which I very much believe they were, they are probably one of the very few trans people that you can't really apply the term assigned female at birth to because technically they were assigned male at birth. Uh, sidebar. Uh, however, the so-called mistake was uh, discovered. Christina was taken to the father and he was told that a mistake had been made and that he had a daughter. Gustavus Adolphus was not at all upset but said, I hope that this child would be as good to me as a boy. I am satisfied. Let us thank God. And this is my translation. Uh, all the translations in this episode are mine. Uh, Gustavus Adolphus wished that Christina would be raised as a boy, getting the same education and treatment as a prince would get. His advisors agreed. They said, Because Her Majesty is a king, she must be respected as a man, as her sex cannot be altered. They were thus trained in hunting, fencing, artillery and horse riding, and they excelled. They were tutored in Latin, diplomacy, military strategy and political history. Soon it was obvious that this more masculine approach fit them very well. Uh, it was said that they had a masculine disposition which could not stand the bonds of womanhood. They would prefer men's clothing and walk and talk like a man and almost solely with men. Christina later thanked God for not letting any of the weaknesses of my sex touch my soul, which you through your mercy have made completely manly, just as you have made my body. 
Of course, this sentiment has been discussed at length, um, mainly by cis men, but it seems to me like Christina possibly didn't only view their soul as male, but also their body f as fundamentally male, in spite of other people only seeing them as a man in a woman's body, or as a female king. <laughs> That was an excerpt out of the Swedish writer Sa Stridsberg's play Disikering av ett snöfall. Um, and that's a play about Christina focusing heavily on their gender identity. And it says something like, You wanted to know who you are, that's why I called for me. Are you man or woman? Are you a queen or a king? And then Christina answers, what does it matter if I am one or the other? If you know Swedish, you should absolutely uh, read or see the play performed because it's great. Now back to Christina. Through their training, Christina became familiar with Alexander the Great and identified strongly with him. At the birthday party when they turned 13, they dressed up as Alexander. In 1632, Gustavus Adolphus dies in the battlefield in Germany. Maria Leonora was very grief-stricken, and Christina was separated from her in 1636. 1644, Christina is pronounced regent, however it is not until 1646 that they actually get most of the power to rule Sweden. Axel Oxetierna had ruled while they were a minor. He had a huge part in the upbringing of Christina and in the decision to separate them from their mother and later he would continue to be an important figure on the political scene. Uh, that's the summary. Uh, you could say a lot more about Oxenstierna. I'm not going to do so here. Uh, the power struggle between Christina and the Swedish nobles, especially Oxenstierna, dominated much of their reign. Christina wasn't always all that popular. They wanted peace, an end to the religious war down in Germany, uh, while Oxenstierna and his supporters wanted continued expansion, both in Germany and elsewhere which meant continued war. In addition, there were some issues concerning the fact that Christina both gave the nobles a lot of land and was afraid of their growing power. They knighted people, uh, right and left, to be able to gain supporters, which left to the amount of noble families in Sweden doubling from 300 to 600 during their time in power. All in all, there was a whole lot of intriguing and back and forth, and it's so messy, I would need a couple of hours going through it all. Another thing the nobles took offence at was that Christina refused to marry. They famously said that it takes more courage to get married than to go to battle. They were supposed to marry their cousin Carl Gustav, but wouldn't do it, and instead managed to get him declared as the heir to the throne in 1650. Christina said that they were not fit for marriage, nor to be reduced to the be the queen to a king, rather than being a monarch in their own right. Or, as Greta Garbo pushes, But, Your Majesty, you cannot die an old maid. I have no intention to, Chancellor. I shall die a bachelor. In addition, they had several relationships with women, most importantly, Ebba Sparre, which was generally quite uninterested in men. This, uh, of course, is something not mentioned in several of the sources I've read, and instead, these sources go on and on about Christina's platonic relationships with men and how they presumably were in love with several of them, but without having a romantic or sexual relationship with any of them. 
And uh, my perhaps uneducated opinion is that these are actor lies. They said outright that they couldn't see themselves in a relationship with a man, especially not a sexual one. Like, they actually said that. At the same time, they were having relationships with women. Uh, in general, Christina was quite misogynistic and disliked spending time with women. But as one of my sources say, they gladly spend time with women if they were beautiful. And uh, the source in question takes this as proof that Christina was in fact fundamentally female after all. Because they enjoyed female beauty and appreciated it. But <laughs> I do think there's a more obvious conclusion to be made. Most important of the relationships Christina cultivated with these beautiful women uh, was Ebasparre. Ebasparre was a noble woman born 1629 and Christina's lady in waiting. She was terribly beautiful and her nickname was simply Belle, the French for beautiful. Ebasparre and Christina spent most of their time together and Christina at one point introduced her as their bedfellow to an English ambassador and continued to ensure that same ambassador that Ebasparis' intellect was just as striking as her beauty. This decision against getting married is often said to be one of the major reasons Christina started thinking about abdicating. Another reason was that they secretly sympathized with Catholicism. This could not be at all spoken about. Christina's father, Gustavus Adolphus, was a great champion for Protestantism and had fought against Catholicism, killed Catholics and been killed by Catholics. Converting would therefore be impossible for Christina as long as they were queen and as long as they stayed in Sweden. But they had secret conversations with the Jesuits and seemed to think that they would have a much more emotional and intellectual freedom as Catholic. Christina's reign would not only be dominated by conflict, but also by a great investment in science and art. Christina founded three so-called academies, uh, which is a word used kind of frivolously, the first academy, Academia Real, uh, wasn't particularly serious in its nature. There's an account of how they would debate things like whether the night or the day was the best time for writing poetry. And when they decided that the answer to that question was night, they celebrated this with a ballet where the dancers represented the 12 hours of the night plus a star. The third academy um, was probably the most important one. It's not known exactly what they discussed, but it was probably history, astronomy, astrology, and alchemy. Christina would sometimes become so engaged during the meetings that they would start pacing up and down the room. They also supported other so-called academies and researchers financially. They would invite the most famous scientists and writers of the day to their court. For instance, Descartes lived at the court for his last few months, and it is possible that the cold Swedish weather contributed to his death in 1649. In 1644, at the age of 28, in order to escape marriage and Protestantism, Christina chose to abdicate. They left Sweden and in 1655 they moved to Rome and converted. They took the name Alexandria after their great idol Alexander. Things get a little weird after this. Uh, Christina, or Alexandria, at one point made plans to become the ruler of Naples and later of Poland. Uh, they travelled a lot. They tried to influence a papal conclave, uh, not only once, but twice. And they opened their own theatre, still absolutely enamoured with art. The love story between Christina and Ebasparre had a sad ending. 
Ebesbere was forced into an unhappy marriage and had three children who all died early on. She still spent most of her time with Christina, but after Christina left Sweden, they did not see each other again. They still wrote each other passionate love letters, and Ebesbere seems to have been the only thing Christina missed, but her family forbade her to visit Christina. Christina wrote, for instance, in 1656, How happy I would be if I was allowed to see you, Belle, but I am doomed to forever love and worship you without ever seeing you. The jealousy the stars harbour toward human happiness prevent me from ever being truly happy, because I cannot be truly happy as long as I am far away from you. In a later letter they write that it is only the end of life that can end their love. Ebbasbae died at 1662 without seeing Christina again. Christina then had their second important personal relationship. They met a fellow of the Cardinal Asolino. They start dressing more femininely during this time and seems to want to impress Asolino. It is by all accounts a sexless relationship, however, due to Asolino being a man of God and possibly by Christina being repulsed by the idea of having sex with a man. It is probably a romantic relationship, though, and Asolino feels forced to break it off when he feels that their relationship is in the way of his relationship with God. After this relationship is broken off, Christina focuses her energy on their own writing and writes uh, several works. In 1689, they fall ill and die the 19th of April at 62 years old. Cardinal Asolino arranged a grand funeral and then died himself two weeks later. Christina was the first so-called woman to be buried in St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. I visited their grave and you almost miss it if you don't know it's there. But that doesn't mean it has been left alone. Just as during their lifetime, people have continued to discuss Christina's perplexing maleness. In more modern times, it has been speculated that they might have been intersex and their body has been exhumed to look for so-called abnormalities on their remains. But the result of the exhumation were inconclusive. Speculations about their gender have been disrespectfully nosy at best and absolutely repulsively transphobic and misogynistic at worst. As far as I know, it seems likely that they weren't intersex, but I'm in no way an expert and the sources I've found are more or less dated, so if you have any further information, please contact me. If you want to learn more about Christina, I can highly recommend reading their own work, for instance, Maxime. It's originally French, but you can find it translated into English or Swedish. There's a history podcast called Stuff You Missed in History Class that has an episode on Christina. However, they have another take on Christina's gender than I do. They use she as pronoun when talking about them. And uh, like, if you've listened to this, you probably won't get much more out of it. However, just in general, uh, Stuff You Missed in History Class is an amazing podcast and you will absolutely hear me mentioning them again because they are one of my inspirations for how I want to work with this podcast. Thanks for listening. See you in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Uh, Follow me on social media to see updates on what the theme for the next episode will be. You can find me on Facebook at Someone Will Remember Us. You can technically also find me on Instagram and Snapchat. But to be frank (laughs) with you guys... I'm approximately 96 years old and I crochet to relax and I can't do social media. So there's that. We'll see what happens with my social media presence. And honestly, I have no idea. But you can find me on Facebook uh, or, you know, write me a letter or something. Crochet me something nice. You can listen to the podcast on radioaf.se or your favorite podcast app.
is there anyone or anything you would like me to talk about? Or would you even want to record an episode together with me? Do you have any corrections or further questions? Please contact me. And finally, someone will remember us, I say, even another time. Du har lyssnat på ett poddradioprogram från Radio AF. Hitta alla våra program på radioaf.se.